Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of the Real Life Oscar Challenge, the podcast where we are watching every movie of our lifetimes. I realize I forgot to explain the conceit of the podcast in our last episode. Every Oscar Best Picture nominee. Right. <laughs> not did every, I say not every, every movie? movie? Yeah. I, I've realized I really don't care for preamble. I really just like to get straight to content, so I feel like that's kind of what's happening. Anyway, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Levito. Joining me, as always, is my co-host and my sister, Kathleen Levito. Hi there. And my other co-host and my roommate, Lars Emerson. What's up, fam? Yeah. So, um, today's a special episode because we're not going to be talking about... Um, the Best Picture nominees of 2000. We're going to do that in our next episode. But what we are going to do is do a little 90s recap episode because we have watched every movie that was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Picture from 1994, the year of my birth, until 1999, the year I turned six, and Lars turned five, and Kathleen turned four. Um, that's a lot of movies. It's 30 movies. Oh, jeez. Um, I didn't think about that. I didn't turn five which you turn four. Oh, okay. And you turned six. No, I turned five. five. I t- oh, <laughs> yeah. I think it's because I associate the year 1999 with kindergarten because it was the first time I knew what a year was. And it so it, it no this is this is a very silly side story. Um and like you know, so our teacher would draw the date every day on like an easel oh, yeah. and we have to repeat it along with her. And she, she was getting very excited that soon it was going to be 2000. And I was like, whoa. And I didn't know why. I was like, this is a year. And then I was like disappointed that my first grade teacher wasn't as excited about it turning 2001. Um, <laughs> 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 I was like, where's the enthusiasm? It's, it's 2001. It's crazy. Y2K um, plus one. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, okay, anyway. <laughs> so, Rose, that, like I said, that's 30 movies. Um, and all of those movies were Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Quiz Show, Shawshank Redemption, Shawshank Redemption Apollo 13, Babe, Braveheart, Sense and Sensibility, Il Postino, a.k.a. The Postman, Fargo, The English Patient, Shine, Secrets and Lies, Jerry Maguire, L.A. Confidential, Goodwill Hunting, Titanic, The Full Monty, As Good as It Gets, Elizabeth, Life is Beautiful, a.k.a. La Vita Abella, Saving Private Ryan, Shakespeare in Love, The Thin Red Line, The Cider House Rules, The Green Mile, The Insider, The Sixth Sense, and American Beauty. Quite a list. It is quite a list. And we thought we'd just talk about, you know, some highlights, some lowlights, some things we noticed, some things we're looking forward to in the future. So uh, let's let's get down to it. We prepared some questions. And the first one, uh, start off on a high note. What our top five movies from this exercise from the '90s were, um, and I feel like I should explain my method. So it was interesting because I had originally thought of this recap episode. I'm kind of going off tangent a little bit. Um, when they had announced that the Academy was going to have a best popular film <laughs> award, um, which the Academy no longer seems like they want to do, thank God. But the idea was that, like, I was thinking how, how I'd do this, like, you know, if I was to divide, like, what we're doing into, like, sections. And obviously the 90s are first. 
Um, but I actually think I would do from 2000 to 2008 as the 2000s, because in 2009, that was the first year that the Academy went back to nominating 10 movies instead of just five. Um, and I think you can notice shifts in sort of what movies get nominated and what movies win in that year. And then I was thinking that a new age would begin when they had the best popular film award. That'll no longer be the case. But I think we have a long time to go before we have to worry about that. Anyway. So, yes. I uh, agree with that. That's smart. Right? Cool. Thanks. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> what a handsome comment, Michael. <laughs> Handsomely said, Lars. Um, all right. Let's get back to what I was saying before. I'm all over the place. Top five movies. Um, let's. What I think we'll do is like I'll say my fifth. You'll say your fifth. Kathleen will say her fifth. What does that look for? I don't have them in a particular order. Then you can just give them out. I'll just give them out. Okay. Um, so yeah. I'll do the reverse order that I Let, put them down in because I'm assuming that's some type of order. You know, if I thought about them, I put them down. Okay. Sure. Um, let's do it. At, so I'm going to pull up my list because I forgot to do that. So Laura, why don't you start? My least favorite of my top five. Your your fifth favorite, if you want to look at the glass half full instead of not. <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Okay. Any general thoughts on Pulp Fiction and why you liked it? Oh, I didn't like it enough. <laughs> Clearly, it's bottom bottom of the five. Um, ah, it's good. That's it. I don't have a lot. Someone else will have better things to say. I just like it. Okay. Um, Pulp Fiction was also my fifth favorite. Um, I think that it's lower because I've seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. That, and every time you watch it, it just gets longer and longer, in my humble opinion. So I was kind of like, I like this movie, but like I don't like it as much as some of the movies that like really got me excited. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't super excited to watch it this time. It was just like, we're going to watch it. Um, but like I talked about this movie a lot. It was like a really eye-opening for me. It showed me that people found my idea of, like, art and beauty the same... I don't remember how I began that sentence. But we had, like, there were more people who found the same things interesting and beautiful as me. Um, it's... I like how the stories intertwine. I like the characters. Um, so, yeah. It's good stuff. It's a little long. It yeah, is. That might be... And I have yeah. seen it a lot of several times. That might be it. For cool. Yeah, that's why. Well, speaking of long, my number five was Braveheart. Um, wow. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to do... So it's funny, because when we were actually picking what we would have voted for when we did 1995, I said Apollo 13. And I think I still would do that. But, like, Braveheart's just such a fun watch. It's long, but it's, like, a really fun watch, even if it is an hour too long. Um, and just kind of, like, iconic. And I think... It, of all of these sort of like three hour long historical epics we watched for the, from the 90s, this is definitely the best one. I mean, between this and the English patient, you're right. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, number four. What's your fourth favorite of ours? Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Just like the production. Like, honestly, I could be convinced to bump this down to like not the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also seen it like a lot of times. Yeah. Um... I just it's it's just an objectively very well like made it's like of all the films I think it has the best like production value yeah and I like it deserves maybe if not in like what do I mean if 
Like, I would not give it the, like, stylistic... I'm not sure there is an, is an award for, like, being the most stylistic, but it's, like, Fargo, American Beauty, Pulp Fiction are, like, stylistic films. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a style to them. Like, I feel like Saving Private Ryan is just kind of like a movie. Just, like, mm-hmm. a very good movie. Yeah. 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 I get that. It's, like, I feel like Saving Private Ryan is, like, a kind of a blockbustery film. In the yeah. That, like, yeah. it just appeals. There's not a lot of, like, there's obviously art to it, because movies are, but there's no, like, unique flair. It's just a good movie. Well, exactly. I, I think it's, so this is also my number four. This is um, also my number four. Okay. <gasps> wow. So, I, I think its uniqueness is its bluntness, and I feel like that's sort of its style its style is that is uncompromisingly like brutal and violent yeah Yeah. um, and that it's sort of like desaturated the color and that it's sort of like yeah uh, uncompromising yeah and I think that is what makes it um it's what makes it stand out that's what makes it stick in your mind just sort of like the blood and the guts and just how brutally honest it is about like, I feel like The Thin Red Line is a movie that, like, gilds the lily of war a lot, whereas I feel like Saving Private Ryan, which is, you know, sentimental in points, um, for the most of its runtime is very, very straight up about what is going on, how much it sucked. Not the movie. The situation. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes, yes, the movie. No, the movie's very good. And plus Tom Hanks, man. Um, I love Tom Hanks. If nothing else, this whole experience has taught me, truly revealed to me how much I adore Tom Hanks. Yeah. I never really thought about it before, but I love that man. He's... That's going to come up in one of the later questions. Yes, I I think it will. (laughs) Um, Number three, Lars. American Beauty, one of my favorite movies. You guys are wrong, and the entire world disagrees with your opinion on this movie. It's a great movie. What's so great about it, Lars? Oh, it's like the perfect... <laughs> it's like the ultimate like end of the 90s film. It's about this malaise in the American middle class. Uh, it's like Kevin Spacey at his peak. <laughs> um, it's just like... It's, it's like... It's funny. It's dark. It's like deeply serious. And it makes you think. It makes you think deep, deep thoughts about like what is life what is this life I'm living what if I just let go what do I really want mm-hmm. I think it is the ultimate like end of the 90s movie and that just shows how bored we all were with our comfort yes <laughs> and I now you get it I, I don't think that makes it good but I think that's that's how it encapsula- encapsulates like the end of the 90s yeah yeah I hated that movie okay well, what's your number three? We we'll have to really relitigate it. <laughs> Elizabeth was my number three. Okay, it was just like a movie that I would like. It was like a female lead who's interesting. Um, it's like historical. I actually really love historical movies. I hate. I think we. I probably talked about this. If not on the podcast, I talked about this with you guys off the podcast or perhaps my mother um i love historical movies i hate learning about history but i love historical movies and like this just like was everything i love about historical movies the outfits were amazing the characters were great it explained things it made things more dramatic than necessary it was just like love and loss and england it was great 
Cool. Nice. Yeah, I really liked Elizabeth too. Um, didn't make my top five, but definitely my top ten, and probably like my top seven at least. Um, I had Quiz Show as number three. Mm. Kind of like the more I think about it, the more I like this movie. Right. Um, I think it's somewhat prescient to the political moment we find ourselves in. It is, which is very reliant on sort of the smokescreen that television can throw up and just general duplicity and untruthfulness. And it's just a lot of grifting, I guess. Um, and I think that I love the era it portrays. Like, I've been watching Mad Men a lot, and it kind of, like, you know, overlaps with that. I guess it's more of the late 50s and the early 60s, but, you know. Um, and, yeah, I, I think also it is of pretty much most of the movies we've seen. I think if if you... I don't know what... If, if you were, like... Um, what, you okay, Kathleen? Yeah. We'll talk about this later. There's a Sonic bag over there? Where did you get a Sonic bag? Uh, the book fair. Sonic sponsored oh, the okay. DC book fair. Okay. <laughs> like, where the, this podcast it? brought to you by Sonic. Sonic. <laughs> Eat fresh. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> I'll tell you guys something later. Um, Quisha, Quisha, Quisha. I wasn't going to say the Quisha. Yes. So, like, if, if some, like... If, like, the mob approached me... And was like, hey, we want to fix the Oscars. And we need your <laughs> expert your, your expertise to like to to go back in time and pick a movie, erase everybody's minds that this movie happened, um, release it this year. Um, but that movie has to be between the years 1994 and 1999, because <laughs> that's as far back as our as our as our time machine goes. Um, I'm release it now. It's a very, it's a very specific plot. It's a screenplay I'm working on. It's, it's, it needs a lot of editing. But basically, if I had to pick one of these movies to compete in a modern day Oscar race and like hope that it won, I would pick Quiz Show. Yeah, because it, it reminds me a lot of like a movie like Spotlight. Yes, um, I feel like there's a sort of big appreciation for these kinds of stories now, um, and it's really well rendered. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have another question to add, but remind me at the end of everything. Of everything? Of everything. Okay. Okay. Lars. So, we're already sort of on this subject. My number two and my number one are very, very close. I think Quiz Show ultimately takes my number one, so I'm just going to... We can do number ones and twos together. Yeah, because we're already talking about it. Quiz Show's just great. I think Quiz Show is like the number one movie for me, just because it's... It's, I rewatched it, like, three times in the last year, and it, like, got better every time. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Pulp Fiction, I rewatched, like, three times in the last, like, ten years, and it never got better. For, like, I feel mm-hmm. like... Yeah. Whose yeah. show is, like, aged very well, very fast. I think it's, yeah, it's very, like, stunningly modern. Um, Ray Fiennes is just oh so good. We'll talk about him later. Don't you guys worry. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with everything Michael said about that. My number two, close number two, is Fargo. Um, Fargo is really good. I think you guys, one of you is going to talk about it, right? Uh, I will. Yes. Okay. Good. I'm gonna let Michael talk about it because he's gonna do it more. I feel like Michael's more of a Cohen brother. I love the Coen Brothers yeah. so much. I don't think I've ever seen a Coen Brothers movie I don't like. I also haven't seen all the movies, but yeah. You've seen Raising Arizona? I haven't. A lot of people don't like it, and it's great. I feel like it's a polarizing one. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so I'll let you talk about that one, but Fargo's really good. Cool. 
Oh, did one and two? Yeah. Yeah. So my top two are Sense and Sensibility and Braveheart. Braveheart mm. is number sure. one? Yeah. Oh, my I God. I loved that movie so much. I just, it was like every second was thrilling to me. It was, I didn't know what to expect going in, but it just, it just made me so happy. I was so happy to watch every scene. I was so interested in what was going to happen. I was so appalled by things, surprised by, like, it was, I think it was like the, like, the movie out of the 90s that, like, made me, like, excited and like I had the most reactions to it and I think maybe because it was so out there and ridiculous and it is just like Mel Gibson just like running around in a kilt and it's just like I don't know if it's my favorite because of how it was constructed or the storyline but it was the movie that just made me the happiest to watch and I think that deserves like some credit Mm. sets and sensibility I just we talked about it when we watched this. Like, I love Jane Austen. I love stuff like this. It's just, like, basically what I love in movies just boiled down into, like, the heat of it. Because it's like, their lives were all about, like, people and relationships and all these interesting things. And it's like, you get to see that so closely. And I love movies that are just about people. And and also, like, the fashion and, and the houses. And it's just, like, so, oh, God. And and um, what is the actor's name? Um, who plays Snape? Oh, Alan Rickman. Yeah, Alan Rickman. <laughs> oh, just he's so good. Sorrow Garrett, he's great. Yeah. Um. So I think those are kind of two different movies to have as your top two, but yeah. I think to happen. add on to your Braveheart point, it like it. I feel like it justifies the Academy's obsession with like that kind of, like, historical epic because you're like, oh, when it's good, it's, like, so much fun. Yeah. It just... Yeah. It's, like, maybe there is, like, a, a, a degree of irony in appreciating something like that, but to me, it's just kind of, like, whenever you can be, like... Because I remember being, like, this is going to be kind of, like, long and I know it's not historically accurate and it's, <laughs> it's a Mel Gibson vanity show and it is all three of those things, but at the same time, it wins you over yeah. um, through sheer stuff. You were going to say something, Lars? No. Okay. So my one and two. My number two is Pulp Fiction. My number one is Fargo. Pulp Fiction is just like a triumph in style. Um, It's... I don't know if I made this point when we talked about it in our first episode, but like... There is kind... Using the word innocence and Quentin Tarantino in the same sentence is really bizarre. But like, (laughs) there's a degree of sort of like... Perhaps not innocence so much as like... uh, glee in this movie where it's it's just sort of like the parts of movies that that quentin tarantino thinks are cool and he's just gonna boil them down into one kind of thing and it's it's pulpy and messy and it's that's kind of the joy it's it's supposed to be this it's you know it's supposed to be a pulp magazine it's supposed to be kind of dirty and kind of raunchy and kind of violent but you're supposed to it's supposed to be like a guilty pleasure kind of thing and yes the whole thing is novel it is yes yes (laughs) there is no other movie like Pulp Fiction. The lots yeah. tried. Yeah. Not. I would even say there are other Quentin Tarantino movies like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I agree. Um, and it involves its own little weird self-contained world. Like it. That the 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 scene where John Travolta and Uma Thurman are dancing is just. 
and then one of the best scenes in like cinema history like I'll go that far I just the way it's sort of like it, it, it explores their sort of chemistry and just like this weird melding of like mid 20th century pop culture obsessions which I kind of share with Quentin Tarantino um don't share a lot of his other obsessions but like you know <laughs> I like comic books and surf rock and stuff like that and in the thermite yep she's she's cute um Fargo it's just I'm it's just so amazing how well made that movie is to me um just how well plotted it is and how much it does in like a little bit of time and how well written it is and how well acted it is and just it's it's such I, I it's it's a movie that's kind of just hard for me to talk about why I like it so much but it is just a it's en- endlessly entertaining but it's also smart it's like um you know it just it, it takes it takes a it takes a smart person to write a story like that um, with all the sort of subtle intricacies of it and to sort of like it, it tackles a lot of things like masculinity and sort of like midwestern identity but without being completely overt about them and just sort of like seeing these people and like sort of the um pushing to like the bleeding edge of like social decency and um things like that it's just it's it, i don't know just like making a kidnapping scene as funny as they made it is just so good mind. anyway i feel like i need to watch Fargo again because i just don't think i got it the first time yeah watch it again it's awesome i encourage you to watch <laughs> it again i'll watch it with you it's it's really really great um Okay, so that was our top five movies. Can we pause here so I can get my laundry? Yes, sure. (laughs) I can finish my salad. Okay, Kathleen is done getting her laundry, which means now it's time to talk about our least favorite movie of the cycle. I think we might all have the same answer. Should we say it on a count of three? Yeah. One, two... Three secrets and lies. All right, all right, good work. Um, <laughs> so, why, but why was this movie so bad? Well, let it out because I didn't pay attention. <laughs> Just kidding. It didn't make me want to pay attention. Yeah, that's its yes. fault. No, I agree. Yeah, that's it. Just I say I love movies about people. This movie was about people, but it was the wrong movie about people. <laughs> it was about people doing nothing. Yeah. It's a problem. It's about, like, crying and... Yeah. This movie made me hate movies about people. <laughs> it, it was the only movie we watched that I was actually looking at my phone seeing when I was going to end. Yeah. Michael thought we were going to cancel the whole podcast. Right, yeah. Because yeah. of this movie. Do you yeah. remember that? I honestly <laughs> did. It was that bad. Because that was such a bad year, too. Was it was that 96? Yeah. 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 Um... I mean, why did you need good movies? You had me. Oh, that leads us to our next question. It does. What's the worst year? No. Worst. Well, best well, year best then year. worst year. We'll we could go right into worst year. Is it 1996? I said 96. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for that year, it was Secrets and Lies, um, Fargo, which is actually a really good movie. Yeah, that's like the only, yeah, the only movie. movie of that um, year. Then Shine, The English Patient, and... Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what was the other movie from the year? Um, Jerry Maguire. 
Oh, we're going to talk about that one later, too. Really? Yeah. Okay. Not in this question. Um, yeah, so it just, just not, like, Secrets and Lies, super boring and long and just lots of crying. Would have been great as a one-act play, but it wasn't. It's like... I would never pay what, to see that play. What, what, this, ever, 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 ever. It's like, I was between Secrets and Lies and The English Patient, and it's like, The English Patient, like, offended me on some level, or it's a story about, like, an incredibly selfish person who collaborated with the Nazis, and we're supposed to think, oh my god, that's so romantic. But, like... <laughs> gotcha. Secrets and Lies was just, like, it seemed so convinced of its, like, artfulness, and of its just, you know, penetration of the human condition. And it's just like, oh my fucking god, just get over it, is kind of what I thought about the entire movie. Not a likable, that's not true, I was going to say not, there are likable characters in the movie. But go. <laughs> I didn't realize this until now. My bottom four movies are literally every movie from 1996, Six. except Fargo. Mm-hmm. I think Shine is like real bad, too. Shine? There's like a ten minutes where it's really right. good. Is, yeah. Is, Shine? Yes. I, yeah, Shine was not... It, yeah, Shine seemed like it was also from, like, 1986. It did not, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know what was happening with the Australian film industry, but, like, it, yeah, it did not look great. No. English Patient wasn't great. And then Jerry Maguire was just kind of a mess. And I just... I have things to say I, about it. it I, didn't like, hate Jerry Maguire. I also didn't love it. Oh, I hated it. And I think I just don't like Cameron Crowe that much. But... I, I have a thing about Jerry Maguire in the next, you know later questions okay mm-hmm. well the best year what was the best year do we all say we I think it's 94 I think it's 94 too I was between 94 and 95 and I knew that you guys are gonna write 94 so for 95 but I don't remember what came out in 95 95 was Apollo 13 Bay Bay Braveheart Sense and Sensibility and he'll post you now it is oh, good that's, no, a, good, that's, that's a, a good year, good year. that's What's a good year 94 again is Shawshank Pulp Fiction Four Weddings and a Funeral Forrest Gump and um, Pusho. No, 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 no. Ninety-five. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I didn't like Pusho at all. Sad. Really? Yeah. Oh. I didn't get it. And it's like it's such a Lars movie. This will lead me to a question that I'm gonna have later on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was this the one we told you told to yeah, remind? Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think ninety-five is a good year. Um. I would say if I had to pick, like, I'd say 95, 98, 94 are the three best. Like, it's like, 98 98 just has really good movies. It doesn't have any that, like, that are, like, great. I mean, it's 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 hard. It's a hard, yeah. And even, I don't know, I kind of feel the same way. I I don't know. It's... It's, there's a clear worst, yeah. and I think there's a clear, like... I think with 94, yeah. like, 94 is, like, Forrest Gump, I think, is my least favorite of those movies. Yeah, like, with 94, for me, it was, I don't like Forrest Gump. I've seen Pulp Fiction enough times to not make it, like, marvelous anymore. I don't like Queer Show. Four Weddings and a Funeral just wasn't good enough to elevate the rest, and then what was the other one? I love that movie, but like mm-hmm. the rest of it's just like okay. It was an enjoyable year. I enjoyed it, yeah, but yeah. it was like Apollo thirteen. Like, are you kidding me? I don't know why that didn't make it to my top five. But that's probably like my number six. Yeah, it is my number six. Yeah. Um, okay. Babe. 
Really? They'd be good. So good. And like all this, like Il Pacino, I think I didn't really get, but I liked that one. Yeah. Um, that was the one that I cared least about. I liked Life is Beautiful a lot more than both of you did too. Yeah. So yeah. that helps ninety eight for me. I, I just liked Life is Beautiful. Okay. All right. Most surprising movie. So I have two answers. One's Braveheart, which I think we were all surprised by how Same. great that was. Yeah. That was it's, the first time We definitely geared up for like, oh my god, this is a three-hour yeah. movie. We like specifically picked like a Sunday afternoon yeah. when it was like raining out or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we ended up having like the time of our life. That was so fun. I think Braveheart takes it for me. Four Weddings and a Funeral, I'm not mm. going to lie, is also up. Like I like... It was like I was. You really, loved that. I did. I actually really enjoyed it. Not as like an Oscar movie, just as like a rom com. Yeah. Um, and it was like next to all of these other movies, and it was sort of perfect because I, I can't remember. Oh, I actually have it down. We watched it right in the middle. It was like it was the one we watched third. So we watched Forrest Gump, then Pulp Fiction, then Four Weddings and a Funeral, and then Shawshank and Quiz Show, and it was like. You know, you would think it would just, like, drop the energy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is weird. This shouldn't, like, fit in. And I don't think it does fit in, but I, like, kind of liked that. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a... It was, like, the energy I needed right when we were starting this whole thing. Mm. Yeah. Is it, like, gave a popular... A populist choice. It was to be talked about. Surely the people spot, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kathleen? Braveheart. Okay. The other one was The Green Mile, mm. and literally surprising, because I had no fucking clue what it was. <laughs> um, what is that guy's name? Michael Clark Duncan? No, 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 no. The Stephen King. Stephen King. No. I had no clue it was a Stephen King thing, so it wasn't surprising in the sense, like, I thought this would be awful and it was good. <laughs> it was just like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, I think when I when the first Stephen Kingness like, came out, I, like, literally was just like, what... I was, like, vocalizing, like, what the hell is happening? And you guys were like, this is Stephen King. I was like, well, I was not aware of that. Um, so literally just surprising because I didn't know what the storyline was at all. I thought it was, I think I said this on the podcast, I thought it was just, a, like, a war movie. And then I was like, oh, no, it's a movie about a jail. I don't know, holy shit, what? Mm. So, um, surprising because of that. Yeah. I said Elizabeth um, mm-hmm. because... I necessarily think I would dislike it, but I was kind of like, oh, yeah, it's a costume drama, but it is, like, you know, the most interestingly, like, shot costume drama I've ever seen. Like, it it's really amps up, like, the drama and the sort of, like, weird, like... It, it, it makes it sort of epic and, like, weirdly... ephemeral in a way... And the way it, it just sort of it, it it's not like stayed. It, it's 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 violent and it's kind of like you know, it's I don't know how to explain it, but it's like it's intense. It's intense in a way I was not expecting. I, w- I wasn't expecting a political thriller and I got a really good political thriller. Um and a really interesting commentary about like what it takes to be the Queen of England when you're like twenty one. It's Elizabeth <laughs> Is like one. Is like it's the it's like I went into it like knowing this is not my kind of movie. I'm gonna have a very different reaction to this than you all, even though it's gonna be objectively good. And I was like, it didn't happen. 
it ended up like I don't think it is my mm-hmm. kind of movie, but I just like it's very good. Yeah, no, it yeah. is. Yeah, almost like Braveheart, but like if Braveheart was like, a, like, you know, not a giant like Mel Gibson feature. <laughs> yeah, like, it was like a like a serious movie. Like I wasn't right. laughing at it. I actually genuinely. Just yeah, no. appreciate it. It's like en- engaging yeah. In, yeah. in a way that I wasn't expecting to be engaged. Yeah. Um, most disappointing movie. So here's where Jerry Maguire comes in. Mm. I think it's Jer- Jerry Maguire may, may take it for me. Is like Jerry Maguire had been built up. Um, I just I, you hear about this movie, you hear the lines in this movie. Like I feel like everyone knows the poster of this movie where it's. Tom Cruise, he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. I just, like, what? What was this? This just seemed, like, so, like, unnecessary as a film. It, like, I don't, I don't, I feel like it's been built up in my, like, it's been on my, like, Netflix queue, like, for, like, literally a decade. It has mm-hmm. always been there, and I just never got the effort to watch it. And I was like, oh, and thank God, because it wasn't worth it. <laughs> um, the other thing I wrote down was Shine. Like I thought I'd like it because it was like I thought it'd be like kind of like The Pianist or like <laughs> The Piano, piano movies. Yeah. Um, no. Or I thought like I'd like it and like you guys wouldn't, and I'd just be like, oh yeah, that was. I think we'd have. I thought I thought we'd have like an Il Postino situation mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I kind of appreciated that one, but it wasn't y'all's thing. But no, I hated it. It was not very good at all. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. We'll go on. Um, I know that you mentioned Jerry Maguire. I agree with that. It wasn't built up in the same way for me, but I similarly to how I hate learning about history, but I enjoy movies about history. I dislike watching sports, but I typically enjoy movies about sports. And I thought, I when you guys mentioned it was about sports, I thought it was going to be, like, I thought he was going to be the owner of a baseball team or something. So I, I settled down for a movie that was just like, oh, like, this won't be a standout for me, but it'll be enjoyable. And then I was like, no, this is not enjoyable. Um, and I think it's a fucked up relationship, and I don't like it. Um, so yeah, it was disappointing because it was just a letdown. And it wasn't like Secrets and Lies where I like went in being like, oh, I could like this. Like Secrets and Lies, I kind of went in knowing like, oh, this really doesn't seem like my kind of movie. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like disappointing. It was just bad. Right. Whereas like Jeremy Gore, I was like, oh, this is like a popular movie that lots of people. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't know. I went, I, did you have a second one? Yeah, a second one. What is it? Do you mind? No. Okay. Um, my second one was as good as... There are no I... rules here. Sorry. Go <laughs> my second one was as good as I get. No, come on. <laughs> the, the movie you picked to win Best Picture in 1997. Did but I? You did. I can't remember on. that. I, I wrote it down. But, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but, I mean, like, I didn't dislike that movie, and I probably was the one that I liked the most out of 1997. But it was, like, reading the description, it was something that, like, I probably, it sounded like I would have loved, like, it's, like, this gruff old man, there's, like, mental health aspects in it, and I'm really passionate about mental health causes. Um, Lars really liked it. I should learn that I usually hate movies that Lars really likes. That's right. Um, (laughs) So it was just, like, I thought I was going to enjoy this and find more, um, 
connection with the character that I did. And so it was just disappointing. So I was like, oh, this didn't mean to me what I thought it was going to mean. I'm honestly surprised you didn't say American Beauty. So I, oh, that's, I never thought I was going to like that movie. Oh. I, I have, yeah, I um, have also kind of have two answers. The first is actually L.A. Confidential. Uh, I thought L.A. Confidential was fine, but I just kind of thought it was fine. Yeah. It never really, like, clicked for me the way I was expecting it to click. Yeah. And I feel like it just kind of, like... I, the there, there, there are enough, like, peaks and valleys in that movie. Mm-hmm. It, it just... I, the, the way the plot developed just did not work for me. Yeah. It all... Like, too much happened, I feel like, in the last, like, act, basically. It got real um, convoluted. Yeah, and, like, there, there... I think it looks great. I think, I think there's a lot to like in it. It's just not, like, the great movie. I was expecting to, like, fall in love with it, and I just didn't. Yeah. It was underwhelming. Um, it was more underwhelming and disappointing, I think. But I do think American Beauty did disappoint me. I didn't know a ton about American Beauty going in, but, you know, I knew Hell was held in high regard. It just did not do it for me. I thought it was... Um, <laughs> I thought it was actually pretty shallow. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was just not... I just, I just did not do what it does for some other people for me. I, it just was, it, it just seemed, it, it came off as way more superficial uh, than I was expecting. Well, when they want to put you on the Oscar committee, Mike, <laughs> I'm going to play this podcast for them. And they're going to be like, oh no, not him. Okay, standout performances. We we well so I well where is yeah I was gonna suggest we combine yeah so I, I I wrote down standout performance and favorite actor actress we could just come combine yeah. those so favorite but I do think there's a difference is no I, I actually I agree, think I Tom Hanks gives the standout performance in anything right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he is not he is I did, yes he is unlike <laughs> unlike for example. Ray Fiennes, fucking quiz show, <laughs> who okay. gives a great performance, and it's so he's just so hot, so hot. Um, or like uh, Roberto Benigni in Life Is Beautiful, that's like a standout performance for me. Or Babe in the movie Babe. <laughs> <laughs> that that picture could act. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see him do Hamlet. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm really proud of that. That was, good. <laughs> that was right off the top yeah. too. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, I would not. Tom Hanks, I think, is like the standout, like best actor in like the most consistent theme of the '90s he's movies. The cream of the crop. Like yeah. he's like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I so I think hug he's. Him. Do you just want to hug him? I think he said mug, and I was like, Jesus, no. <laughs> uh, it's like I think he's my favorite actor of the '90s, but I don't think he's the standout performance of anything he's in. That's it's, fair. It's like I don't ever really connect with him emotionally because I think he's an angel and I can't be <laughs> on his level. Like, yeah, you, know, yeah. like, so right. you know, I have to say, I was just thinking that I don't do the whole hero worship thing. I don't. There's not a lot of people that if I was in a room with them, I would be awestruck. But if I was in a room with Tom Hanks, because he's an angel. He's mm-hmm. not of this world. See, I feel like I could, I would like be able to talk with Tom Hanks, but not with like Ray Fiennes. <laughs> well, Ray Fiennes seems like kind of a dick. Yeah. 
and hot. <laughs> like, I think I could talk with Tom Hanks, but I think he's like, I think most people, if I met them, I would want to be like, like I, my first impression would be to talk to them like a human being, like a normal human being. I think Tom Hanks would be like the, I would need to, I would need, I would need to gush at some point, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I get starstruck very easily, so. Yeah. You, yeah. You know, the, the two times I've met a, rel, a, a mildly famous person. Um, like, I don't count. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kathleen. The mother in The Sixth Sense. I don't remember her name. Tony Collette. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was fantastic in that. She is really good. Yeah. Yes. I love Trey uh-huh. Nails, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh. that's it. I just thought she was. I, added, I enjoyed that movie. Um, and I just think out of it, I was consistently blown away by how good she was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also like Jack Nicholson in As Good As It Gets because yeah. I think it's a very like human mm-hmm. portrayal even though he's like a you know a Dr. House like douchebag archetype yeah. or like not douchebag he's like a rope. yeah because I think it comes off like like his reactions like interactions with the dog yeah it's like yeah. I think it's a very like he's very funny in that movie he is and it's a very um, it's a good it's a role you would not expect him to be like really good in yeah yeah I think. Yeah. What would you say? So, uh, yeah, like Tom Hanks, obviously, the running thing. If I had to pick one Tom Hanks performance, I feel like the... I don't know. I feel like Apollo 13 is, like, the sort of, like, why everyone loves Tom Hanks is because he's just, like, this American hero who's, like, you know, like... He's, like, ready to get you all, like, revved up and stuff. Um, Whereas I feel like Saving Private Ryan, he's somewhat against type because he's kind of ornery and crusty and is not, like, you know... Yeah. Tries to keep a distance from, like, his... his, uh, The people under his command and stuff. Um, I think you mentioned As Good As It Gets. I forgot. Greg Kinnear in As Good As It Gets. Mm, Um, His character who just, like, goes through it. um, And he, he sort of mixes, like, a sense of rage and sadness... Did he end up getting nominated? He did, yes. Did he win? No, he did not. Oh, yes. um, and then I also think Tom Cruise in Jerry Maguire. Really? Is I, really? He, he's not my favorite, but you mentioned I was like, oh yeah, he's like, I don't like that movie, but like, he's good in at least like the first half of it. <laughs> the scene where he loses his mind? Yeah. Yeah, I good. have to say, <laughs> I didn't like the movie, but he wasn't bad. Like, he did... Well, yeah, and a bad role. Yeah, I like I, Tom Cruise. Like I like Tom Cruise as an actor, <laughs> but not I. That he doesn't do it for me in that one. Okay. Also, well, yeah. I thought I had another comment, but I don't. I hadn't really thought of this before. I'm just going to name some names now. But like Alan Rickman in Sense and Sensibility, we kind of talked about. Oh yes, I love Alan Rickman and everything. <laughs> Kate Winslet in Sense and Sense and Sensibility. Oh yeah, that's it, nice. it was like the movie where I got Kate Winslet. Quote, like it was like I was like, yeah. oh, like I get why people think she's so great. Mike likes her. <laughs> um. Here you are, like, gushing about Ray Fine. Like, yeah. oh, Mike likes Kate Lars is that, any, anytime I say anything good about a woman, Lars goes, Mike likes her. It's true. Um, and then I had another one. Oh, Steve Buscemi in Fargo. Oh, yes. Oh, I also yeah. thought about that. Yeah. yeah, that is a good one. Just the, just how how much he hates everybody. And just, just the whole bit where he's trying to leave the parking garage without paying. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to park here. <laughs> Does this make you feel special? You're like your fucking uniform? Um, 
pretty much everyone in Fargo, like, because Francis McDormand, obviously, is, like, a classic performance. Um, William H. Macy's very good as well. Where's my... Oh, that's... Where's my dinner? That's from Pleasantville. <laughs> that's not from that. Kate <laughs> <laughs> Blanchett and Elizabeth also very good. I think Joseph Fiennes in Shakespeare in Love, kind oh. of underrated. No, I don't like him. He's the worst <laughs> of the Fiennes twins. <laughs> They're not twins. They're not twins. <laughs> they're father and son. Let's be no, they're brothers. <laughs> Just um, kidding. And Russell Crowe and The Insider. Not a movie I loved, but Russell Crowe's really good in it. Oh, that's true. He is. Um, I forgot about that movie. It's just like a, a, mumbly, a mumbly nervous dude. Uh, okay, so we did that. My um, least favorite movie, The Insider. Really? Not... Secrets and Lies? No, they're, no, definitely Secrets and Lies. Second least favorite is The Insider. Interesting. Because um, it just wasn't your thing? Yeah. Okay. It's a weird movie. It's a Lars movie. That is a Lars movie. <laughs> okay. Um, I have repeating trends and themes. Any repeating trends and themes, they could be like the story themes, like what kind of movies got nominated, blah, blah, blah. Lars doesn't seem to have... Story themes... Just guys being dudes. <laughs> Ve- yeah. <laughs> okay. I think it's a very, with like two exceptions, which are like Sense and Sensibility and Elizabeth, I think it's a very male dominant. It is. Yeah. Like every single freak. And babe. <laughs> <laughs> babe, but also babe. Babe's a man. But it's like. Babe's a man. Or a male. No, I, I know. That's not. <laughs> but at least it's not like a human male. Um. <laughs> But it's like literally every single movie yeah. is like about a dude. It's like so duty. It's also, I think America focused a lot of it. So I agree, but also lots of British movies. Yeah. Um, like almost every year there is a like British movie nominated. Like, I think every year except 1999. Because um, yeah, you have Four Weddings and a Funeral, The Full Monty, um, Sense and Sensibility. Sensibility. Does, Secrets and Lies. Does the English patient? I think, yeah. It was like an all-British crew, I think. And then um, Elizabeth and Shakespeare in Love. And then you don't... It's all American. Um, so, yeah. A lot, a lot of Brits. Um, you actually mentioned in 1995 that you thought it was a very white year. Um, I was doing some research. Actually, 1995... Only one black person, not actress, not director, not writer, only one black person was nominated for an Academy Award that year. Really? So I was right? Yes, you were. Oh, that's woke. Right. And it's like, uh, it gives Oscars so away a whole new meaning. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, what um, were they nominated for? It was for, like, they directed a documentary. Jeez. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, like, the, there was there were also, like, protests and stuff. It was like, ah, oh, this is, like, not a new, not a new thing. Because, you know, the Oscars so white thing's been a thing recently. I do. I did notice a like. How do I put this? I can't put my finger on it, but I did notice that '99 was different. It started to be different in the movies that got nominated in 1999. Yeah, so yeah. it's like the Cider House Rules, and like to be honest, only like American Beauty was the one that like I would expect to have been nominated. It was like the Green Mile, Cider House Rules. Like, The Insider and The Sixth Sense, I would never myself have, like, nominated, and it seemed very, like, starkly different to everything else. It's interesting because I feel like The Insider is the biggest harbinger of things to come. 
where it's like this, yeah, a, a, like a exactly. docudrama, I feel like is a very 2000s thing. And I feel like, yeah, the Cider House rules and like <clears throat> the Insider are very like 2000s moving into that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Cider House rules is pretty 90s. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it was just like, because it's like, I think I'm just like conflating it and like Toby Maguire's like Spider Man. It felt, felt oh, like Yeah, that. sure, sure. It was just like 99, I definitely saw this like change. And it, like, in contrast to 95, uh, you do start to get a lot more, um, you know, African American actors. Yeah. Um, not necessarily always in like flattering roles. Mm-hmm. They're all literally in prison or like laborers. Cuba Gooding Jr. and his wife. Not literally his wife, but in like ninety nine. Oh, ninety nine. Yeah, yes, yes. No, there are obviously others, but in like ninety nine. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just to clarify, Diane Houston in nineteen ninety five nominated for best live action short film, the only African American nominee that year, and a woman. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, like the yes, we're talking about kinds of movies get nominated. So. Braveheart won in 1995. The English Patient won in 1996. Titanic won in 1997. I thought we were going to get through this whole episode of Talk Back. <laughs> and um, Shakespeare in Love won in 1998. And those are all kind of like big historical epics. The Academy just loved their big historical epics in uh, the mid-90s, mid to late 90s. That was like the biggest trend I noticed. And you have like other, others nominated like Basically, all of 1998 is in either the Elizabethan era or World War II. I feel like that's kind of where... That yeah. that was, like, sort of the... <clears throat> when the market became so saturated with those kinds of movies, it yeah. kind of collapsed the next year, because you don't really get any of that the next year. Um, yeah. Um, another thing I noticed <laughs> is that the Oscars in, like, all of... I think in all of our... Maybe not Kathleen, because Kathleen really liked Braveheart. And Michael actually wrote this down. But it's like, we the movies we all chose were like almost never what the Oscars picked. Yeah. Until so, when I picked American Beauty. You know, that's, that's, that, that is literally true. So yeah. I have this all written down. 94, I picked Pulp Fiction. Kathleen picked Shawshank. Lars picked Quiz Show. We all picked Paul 13 and 95. All picked Fargo 96. You two pick Goodwill Hunt. No, no. You- it was like Forrest Gump won in 94. Yeah, Forrest Gump won in 94. Braveheart won in 95. Would you change your vote? What did I say? <clears throat> Apollo 13. No, <clears throat> I'm me. sick with Apollo 13. Okay. Um, 97, you two said as good as it gets. I said Goodwill Hunting. Titanic won that year. 98, we all said Saving Prophet Ryan. Shakespeare and Love won that year. And then, yeah, 1999, Lars said American Beauty. Catherine and I said The Green Mile. Um... So yes, also noticed that. And I and I feel like the history, <laughs> but I also feel like history's on most of our side, except you guys with American Beauty. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't no. think you could find. No. <laughs> 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 I don't think I don't think you would find like anyone who is going to go back and like and say like you know what <laughs> the English patient should have beat Fargo that year or right. Forrest Gump should <clears throat> have beat. Literally any of those other movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, like, I do feel like there is a... And, you know, maybe the Academy's going to reward Mel Gibson still. You know, they can be with him. But, he was uh, nominated two years ago. I know. I, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Um, or last. Yeah, but I, I do feel like uh, there has been a, like, a reckoning. It's like no one is actually, like, defending these movies a lot. Yeah. This day. Well, it's interesting because I, I also tracked what letter... Like, I... 
What are the best ranked on Letterboxd? Yeah. Um, actually, Braveheart and American Beauty in their respective years are the highest ranked. Hmm. Um, otherwise, it's Pulp Fiction, Fargo, Goodwill Hunting, and Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. So I, I kind of picked with Letterboxd on this one. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so what else do we have on our list? What are we looking forward to? Well, Kathleen, oh, yeah. did you want to ask your question yes. first? So my question is, we did an intro episode where we talked about what kind of movies we like. After watching these 30 movies and watching movies that... Like, and having no choice about whether or not you're going to watch them. Have you noticed any... After I strapped you all to chairs as you watch these movies. <laughs> but in the sense that, like, this is on the list. you got to sit through. Right, right, you know, right. Whether you ever thought about watching it or not mm-hmm. kind of thing. Have you noticed anything new or different about your taste? Or have you, like, refined your taste at all? Anything like that? If anything, I feel like I've doubled down. <laughs> it's like this reaff- This was more like reaffirming to me of like directions that I've been going for a few years. So it like it moved me further away from like Forrest Gump and like it was just not to say like Forrest Gump was like my favorite movie, but it's like it moved me further away from like the Forrest Gumps <clears throat> or the like Cider House Rules like films and more towards like you know, like, the quiz shows or the the Insider, which I didn't even really like the Insider, but, like, um... More of, like, the docudrama. Or, like, Fargo. It, like, moved me more towards the, like, actually better, like, received films. Right. Um... Yeah, I will, I will say, like, there are points where it's, like, effort... Mm-hmm. Which is something that's like, we're taking movies and we're making them not fun at some points. <laughs> Mostly because, like, the movie's not fun. Right. But it, like, it does, like... I don't, I don't like, know. Like, you're watching movies that, if you had just caught this on TV, you would have turned it off. Right. And but there are, like... You to sit through it. There are some of these that, like, it makes me almost angry that they were nominated for Best Picture <laughs> because, like... You could go your whole life without seeing a couple of these, and like nothing would change. Right. This movie could not have been made, and nothing would have changed. Like I regret the hour I wasted watching that stupid sentence. No, sorry, sorry, (laughs) sorry, not that one. Sorry, sorry. Watching like Shine or um, yeah, Secrets Secrets and Lies. Yeah, yeah. Like I just I got nothing that just made me like filled with contempt. Yeah, and almost. I was like, I could have been doing so much laundry. Right, like, there's, like, nothing to be gained from, like, that one movie. And I kind of, like, or, like, almost like The English Patient, too. It's like, yeah. I got a couple laughs. Yeah, Yeah, no. That that was at least a fun viewing experience. Yeah. Um, Even though the movie sounds not very good. That's the thing. I I think I like riffing on stuff more than I used to. Oh, yeah, for sure. In the post-The Room era, Mm -hmm. things are great. And, like, there, there, I also think there's so many ways to watch movies by yourself now mm. um it is fun because we've well, we watched all these movies together yeah um and you listen to a lot of podcasts like these that's not always the case mm-hmm. um i don't know that we would all be able to do it if we didn't watch it together oh, for oh sure yeah. um yeah. Yeah. I but 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 i think that that's also that makes it like metaphor has become an inside joke with us ah, metaphor. Metaphor. Um, so yeah yeah 
Yeah. I like that. That's a good point. I like that point. Yeah. What about you, Michael? Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it did... I It, it, it made me... Um, like, movies like Pulp Fiction and Fargo, it sort of reaffirmed my enjoyment of them. And, like, I feel like I have actual reasons for why I like them now. More so than I did before. Um, and, like, I, I, got, I got new stuff out of watching them a second time. I think that... I discovered I do actually like costume dramas... I, um, like, I, I, yeah, I, which I wasn't necessarily, I didn't think I disliked them, but I was like, oh, this is actually, like, intriguing to me. Um, I don't like straight-up romance. I noticed that. Mm-hmm. Like, a romance alone is not always necessarily compelling to me. Like, name one. Or, like, an epic romance, as Lars Litson, the cat. Um, I'm thinking specifically of The English Patient and of Titanic. Which are two movies that are, like, about romance and only really work if you buy into the fact that the romance at the center are, are, is, like, you're supposed to give a shit. Part yeah. of that might just be because they're poorly, like, made romances, but I, I just think in general that being the core thrust of the movie is just not not always appealing to me. In fact, very rarely appealing to me. I also, I also noticed, too, that I, I realized... I, know, I realized this with Shine... I was like, why, why does this movie exist? Because, like, if you were like, hey, um, I read this really interesting feature article about a pianist who, like, had a mental breakdown and then, like, was rediscovered in some, like, restaurant in Australia. Like, I would read that article. And, like, that article would be based on actual facts and would have interviewed, would, would have interviewed people actually involved with what happened. This is a dramatization of what actually happened. Well, that seems to be a real story. Yeah, it actually happened. It's All based right. on a real guy. No clue. <laughs> um, and then, like, just, like, why did you have to make... Why... why Like, I would have been better served reading a feature article about this. Agreed. Yeah. Kathleen? I think this has made me double down on the things I dislike. Mm-hmm. And has realized that made me realize that I'm more open to more movies or I guess it made me appreciate more movies more so I know that I like movies mostly about people so things like Lady Bird and to go not into this realm but you know like stuff like that where it's like just a lot of like living life and learning things about yourself because that's like what I'm passionate about I'm passionate about like self-discovery and that kind of thing um but it also made me realize that I do respond well to like history like historical movies and costume dramas um are really like that but then it's made me double down on the fact that i hate like Lars movies i I don't like this (laughs) like i don't know how i don't know how you would maybe like docudramas Mm -hmm. but also things like quiz show anything that's about like the system (laughs) however you want to describe that but you know how like quiz show is about like they get like in tied in like the legal system or like the legal it's about movies about fraud fraud yeah <laughs> that's how I would like actually describe movies, okay. what you don't like yeah. yeah so anything that like you have to anything that yeah I just don't care I just but don't they're the most real and important but that's why I don't care <sighs> and it's like those it's like to me it's like Michael saying like he'd be better served if Shine was like a 
feature article, like, I'd be better served if those were just not existent. <laughs> like, like, if those were presented in some other way, because it's, like, you're working with a system that already exists, you know? Like, you're fighting against these rules that already exist. Like, okay? Like, just do it then. Like, I don't want to see you do that. I don't want you to just see you, like, go through the book and just do things. I don't care about your moral hang-ups or anything like that. It's just, like, they're so frustrating. I don't care. We're never going to watch All the President's Men. I don't think I could actually take it if you didn't like that. <laughs> I might cry. I've never seen that. We can watch all ours. Yo, you would love it. You yeah. would love that movie. What is that about? It's about Woodward and Bernstein investigating the Watergate break-in. You would not like it. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. It's But you liked the bit of the post you saw. I did enjoy that. Is, oh. that, is that not the same But thing? I also don't remember anything. One, I was super tired, so that might be why I didn't remember anything. And two, also, if there's a movie on, I'll get transfixed by it. But then Unless it's, it's the insider question. <laughs> but it's like, I don't necessarily like it. And it, they also make me feel dumb. I'm not, because I'm not good, like, that's not my realm of things. Like, my realm of things is, like, I know a lot about I'm, a, I'm like, a people-smart person. I'm not, like, a systems, a book-smart person. Um, pretty book-smart. I am pretty book-smart. <laughs> but I resent that side of myself. Um, yeah, no. But it made me, um, to end this on a positive note, it made me realize that I'm open to a lot more things mm-hmm. um, than I originally thought. So that's cool. Okay. Cool. So, last question I have down here, unless anyone has any other questions to add, is what we're looking forward to in the next block of movies, the movies from 2000 to 2008. So much. It, it could be the movie specifically, it could be just general other things. So, a nice thing is we start to, like, all have, in our various histories in life, have, like, carved out, like, where we've seen them, and, yeah. like, or remember seeing them mm-hmm. in person. Um, and it's like... You know, like they start to become. These are the movies like we were actually raised on, or like the movies we're about to see. It's like yeah. none of us remember seeing American Beauty in theaters as a five-year-old, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's like I remember like the Lord of the Rings trilogy like being a thing, or like the year two thousand nine, like all the movies from yeah. that year. Um, I was like older at that point. It's like. Um, Specifically, like The Aviator is like a big movie for me. I watched that a lot as a kid. Um, uh, Frost Nixon, that's a Lars movie. You're not gonna like that one. I think I had to watch that. I think I haven't seen it. Frost Nixon's great. <laughs> if you're but I feel like that's about like a really intense one-on-one interview, and you might find that interesting. It's, I did like Jackie a lot, but that's, that's, not, that's, not, that's, that's not, not the same <laughs> thing at all. Um. <laughs> um in terms of what I'm most excited for, though, I think is rewatching the Lord of the Rings trilogy because it's been like a decade. Um, and things I haven't seen: Capote, Chocolat, and Chocolat, and Traffic are the big ones that have like always been on my Netflix queue, but I never, yeah, never watched. Yeah, Traffic is a big one for me too. Um, I, my grandmother. I think she said that it was this about a lot of movies. She actually once called it the best, one of the best movies she's ever seen. So mm. I'm like, yeah. Um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I've never seen mm. that, mm. and I would like to see that. Uh, there was like, I've never, 
like actually sit down and watch Brokeback Mountain. Like I've half watched it oh, before. That's a good one. Um, and it's, they're, they're, I think we're gonna want learn a lot about Lawrence during the movie. <laughs> hey, not that there's anything Ray wrong with that. in that movie. <laughs> and there are a lot of kind of like forgotten movies from the 2000s, like In the Bedroom and Gosford Park, and basically just those two movies that like <laughs> I, you don't hear anyone talking about. So I'm just kind of yeah. interested to see what what their deal is. And like, there's also 2007 was the first year I actually followed the Oscars. Mm. Um, the first year I had a subscription to Entertainment Weekly um, and so that it'll be interesting to relive those years I mean, it's also I am curious I, it's post 9-11 yeah I think things, had things, things will change. change they do they yeah, change a lot they do. I think um, yeah um, I, sorry I just got the list so 2000 I know none of these movies <laughs> Are we just doing 2000 or doing all of them? We're, we're, we're going to do all... You, you, what, from 2000 2008, okay. let's say. I'm excited or to see the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's neat that they're all nominated. Like, thank God, by yeah. the way. Because otherwise yeah. I was going to be like, can we watch number two? Yeah, that'd yeah. be painful. Yeah. It's, so I have a box set of all of the Warner Brothers movies that have won Best Picture, and Return of the King is one of them, but it only has Return That's of the so King. Annoying. It's like, so dumb. If I'm going to watch it, it has yeah. like, I'm going to go all the way. It has like 20 other movies, but it only has yeah. one of the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, um, I'm excited to watch Moulin Rouge. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Then our, our first musicals. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm excited we... to watch Chicago. Hmm. Um, I'm excited to watch Gangs of New York, because I remember Michael watching that. And I've just wanted to watch it since. That was like, I don't remember when you, that was like. A long time ago. long time ago. I was really into that movie for a little bit. Yeah. Um, oh, that movie I watched a lot in high school with Leonardo DiCaprio. And yeah. the exes. It's about gangs. Gangs of New York? No, no, no. no. The Departed? The Departed. I've, actually, I've never seen The Departed, so I'll, be, I'll enjoy seeing that. Also Michael Clayton I've never seen. I'm excited. Biscuit. I'm super. Oh yeah, George Clooney starts to be a thing in the 2000s yes. too. Oh, true. He becomes the new Tom Hanks, but sexy daddy because mm. he's George Clooney. He even directs a movie. Which one? Good Night and Good Luck, oh. which I don't love. Are we have to watch that? Yeah. That's oh, not I like s- Lars' movie. I see. I hate these movies. <laughs> I had to watch that already. Um, I'm excited for Brokeback Mountain. I'm excited for... Oh, we watched Little Miss Sunshine. I've seen that movie a bunch. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for No Country for Old Men because I've never seen that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it. And for There Will Be Blood because in my mind they're just the same movie. I've talked to you guys about this before. I'm excited for Slumdog Millionaire because that's just something that I never saw when it was out and it was so big. That's... I can't decide how I feel about that because I did not like it. I, I was upset like, that it won. Yeah, I feel like some people really liked it and some people really didn't. I really didn't like it. But, but it I was, may like it now. I think I was, like, just too young to watch it. Yeah. So I'm excited to just, like, you know, fulfill little Kathleen's dream. The Curious Case of Money Bun, I saw half that movie and we turned it off. is the year I'm least looking forward to. Um, I would say for Milk, it has a pretty color scheme. Milk? Have you seen it? <laughs> no, no. I just know it has a pretty color scheme. Milk is good. Uh, if you like Sean Penn. Is it Which, a Lars movie? Ish, but only because it's politics. 
We'll see. We'll see. I mean, sort of. It's about the injustice against the gay community. And he's a gay politician that gets shot. And Spoiler alert. <laughs> wow, thanks, Lars. For real life. It's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, that's that. That's cool. Thoughts. I believe in Harvey Milk. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? <laughs> yeah, very excited to rewatch The Dark Knight. Oh, wait. <laughs> Sad. Anyway. Um, cool. So I think that does it for our 90s recap and our 2000s preview. Um, the movies we'll be watching in our next episode are from the year 2000. They are Chocolat. Correct. You're excited to watch that one? A little bit. You know who directed it? Johnny Depp. No. Oh, uh, who? Lassa Hallstrom. I don't know. Who's who also directed the Cider House Rules. Which I like. You do. <laughs> um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Aaron Brockovich, Gladiator, and Traffic. And a beautiful mind comes up the next year. <laughs> Boy, does it. Um, that's that, that's all from us for now. Uh, yeah, I'm Mike Levito. I'm on Letterboxd as Ameramike and Twitter as at Levito. I'm Lars Emerson. I'm on Letterboxd at, at Lars Emerson. And don't forget to vote. Yeah, vote, 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 vote. Midterms coming up in less than 30 days. There's, yeah. there, there's a countdown on my office building. Um, yeah. My name's Kathleen Levito. I'm on Letterboxd at Kathleen Levito. I don't update it a lot, but I'm still there. But I update it when I'm bored at work, which is often, but not <laughs> often enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for listening, if you are listening. This has been a lot of fun so far. I look forward to it being more fun. <laughs> <laughs> fun doesn't end. No, fun never ever. Uh, so yeah, I've said this a thousand times already, but thanks so much for listening. Vote on November 6th. And good night, you princes of me. No, you stop. Can't no! <laughs> uh, bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>